this episode, we're going to look at some jQuery syntax and then the ES6 equivalency. So I do like jQuery. I think it's very easy to use and they have a lot of easy selector stuff. So for example, if we have a lead, if we wanted to select that element, we could just do a dollar sign and then in parentheses, pass in lead and that would select with the ID of lead. If we wanted to get the first red item in our HTML, with a class, we could do a dot red, and then we can do a dot eq zero, and that would get the first red item. But then let's say if we wanted to get all of the blue items, so where a class is blue, but we did not want to get this blue class where it's outside of our list. We could do a var blue list items, and we can set this equal to, again with the dollar parentheses, li.blue, and that will get all of the blue items that are part of the list, but not the paragraph one. And so the ES6 equivalency for grabbing an element by its ID, we will set our variable equal to the document dot get element by ID, and we then pass in lead. Notice we don't pass in the pound. Instead, we leave that off, and we're just getting it by its name. For the first red item, we can set this equal to document dot query selector, and then we can pass in our class and then red. And so for all the blue items, we would set this equal to document dot query selector all. Then again, we would pass in the li dot blue. So there is a little bit more to type when typing out the ES6 than the jQuery. But the nice thing here is that this is still fairly readable and we're not reliant on a different framework. And if you still wanted to get this easy kind of selector stuff, Without importing in the jQuery framework, you could actually recreate this yourself. So I'll create a function and I'll call it dollar sign. And we're going to take in a couple of different parameters. We're going to have a selector and then we're also going to have a context. So first we'll set our context equal to the context. So that's if it's provided or we'll set it to document. We'll then have our selector type. So by default, we want our selector type to be query selector all. And then we can do a check if what we are selecting is a single target. So we'll have a single element. Then we'll take our selector, which is passed in. And then we'll check the index of. Then we want to pass in the pound. And if that is zero, then we know we can do some special stuff with it. So we'll do a if statement. And if the is single element. If that's true, then we want to change our selector type and we're going to set this to get element by ID. And then the selector that we're actually going to select, we want to actually remove the pound in front of it. So we'll take our selector and then we'll subtract the string. We want to subtract the one and we want to set it equal to the first position. So that's going to be after the first character, which is the pound and then we can pass in our selector length. And then we can basically get our results. So we'll set our results equal to the context. So again, the context is either gonna be passed in or it's going to be document. We can then get our selector type. And again, our selector type by default is going to be the query selector. So that's gonna be in situations where we are selecting classes or if we're passing in a pound, so we're selecting an ID element, which the ID attribute should be a unique value on each page. Then we know it's a single element. 
and we'll use the selector type get element by ID. And then we can pass in our selector. Then we can do a check on our is single result again. And if it is, then we'll just return the results. Otherwise, we'll return an array. We'll do a slice.call and then pass in our results. And so this dollar sign function will then allow you to do different things. And you're going to be able to grab your lead like this, or you're going to be able to get your input. You can do a type equals text, something like that, or even get a text area. So this is a pretty cool trick, especially if you are used to, and you still want to write it out like this. But for the most part, I think that it might just be better to deprecate the dollar sign entirely and just start using the ESX syntax. Next, let's take an example where we're not gonna code the backend on this, but we basically want to append to the comments from the content in our text area. So in jQuery, we would have had our comment content, and we would set this equal to the selector for getting the ID. We're going to get our comment content, and that references again to the ID, which is equal to comment content. And then we would call dot val to get the value of its contents. We would then select our comments, which is going to be the div ID equals comments. And then we want to append into there a new paragraph. So we would call append, and then we would start building it out. So we would have a class is equal to the comment. We would close that out. And then we would use the pluses to combine the strings. And then we will close out our paragraph. And we would pass in our comment content, which is the previous line where we got the value of our text area. And in ES6, we would basically do the similar thing where we have our comment content. And then we can call document.getElementById. We would pass in our comment content, and again, without the pound. And then we will call .value. We then set another constant for our comments. And again, we get our document.getElementById. We'd pass in comments. And then with our comments, we can do an insert adjacent HTML. We need to pass in the position. So we have four different options, after begin, after end, before begin, and before end. And in this case, we want it to be at the bottom, so we would do a before end. And then we need to build out our paragraph. But in this case, I'm gonna use a backtick because that's going to allow us to interpolate in our common content. So once we close out our paragraph, we can then do a dollar sign, and then with our braces, we can then pass in our common content. So the dollar sign braces is basically the string interpolation within ES6. So then let's say we have some selectors, and then we have stuff within jQuery like .addClass, class, and ToggleClass. So these are pretty self-explanatory, but it can be a bit confusing on how to add this in with ES6. So we're gonna have our element, and the element is gonna be for a single item, and you can get that with the getElementById or the query selector, and then we'll call the class list. And with the class list, we can add bold, we can then remove bold, or you can toggle bold. But let's say if we have elements that were selected by the query selector all, which is going to be an array of multiple items. We can then take our elements, do a for each. We then say we want our element, 
And then we can do the single element dot class list. We can then add, bold, or remove, or toggle. Then let's say we have a button. And this button has an ID and it has some text. And we want to use some jQuery. So whenever that button is clicked, so we could do a on click, it then calls a function passing in the event. And here, we're just going to do an alert and we'll just give it some response. And in ES6, we would set a constant. Let's call it our button. We'll do a document.getElementById since we do have the ID name and it is button. We then on the button add an event listener. And this event listener, we want to do on click. And when it's clicked, we can then create a function with the event, then do our alert with the button clicked. So regardless, if there's something that you want to do and out of familiarity, you pull in jQuery, I would urge you to stop because jQuery is getting faded out. I still pull in jQuery in my applications on certain situations where a library that I want to use or consume still has jQuery as a dependency, but within all of my new applications, I'm not writing jQuery anymore. I'm writing just the ES6 in text, even though jQuery is added in as a dependency of a plugin, but it will never be a dependency of my application. So if in the event that that library is updated, so for example, take Bootstrap, Bootstrap 4 still has a jQuery dependency, but in Bootstrap 5, they are removing the jQuery dependency. All I would have to do is update my views to the new Bootstrap 5 syntax, but I won't have to rewrite any of my application JavaScript because it should already be using ES6 instead of jQuery. So for newer applications, definitely keep jQuery as a dependency of the libraries that you're adding in, but not of your actual application. And there's another really awesome site that I like, and I'll refer to every now and then. If I just need a refresher of what the, on the equivalent ES6 syntax, if I know what the jQuery one is. And it is, you might not need jQuery.com. And it's really cool because it shows you a bunch of the common jQuery syntax, and then it also shows the ES6 compatible syntax. And they have a lot of different examples here. So definitely check this out and use it as a reference if you're still finding yourself having to look up the equivalent ES6 syntax. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for watching.